magic to it. When I'm at Ramah, I am home. Hi everyone, Andy Weisfeld here from Camp Ramah in New England. I've been a Rosh Hashanah for the past five summers, and now I'm a third-year rabbinical student at the Jewish Theological Seminary. I'm excited to bring you five minutes of Torah on the Ramah pod this week, so let's dive in. One of the most important lessons I learned as a camper and staff member at Ramah is, attack the idea, not the person, and speak from your own experience. My madrichim and later I would always utter these short reminders before a discussion that we knew had potential to get controversial. Some of these conversations would get heated, but at the end of the day, we remained friends and bunkmates. In fact, I think that some of these intense conversations we have at camp and elsewhere bring me closer to my peers. When I listen to people talking from their personal experience, I gain a better understanding of why my friends are who they are. This week's Parsha, Re'eh, challenges this notion of attacking ideas instead of people. Chapter 13 of Deuteronomy outlines what the community must do when a person starts preaching about a false god or a whole city descends into idol worship. This person or all the inhabitants of that idol-worshipping city must be put to death. In these short five minutes, I want to focus on the case of the city whose inhabitants were led to idol worship. The term used for this city in the Talmud is Ir Hanidachat, or the condemned city. So when I use either of those terms, that's what I'm talking about. It's troubling to me that the Torah would legislate such a harsh punishment for the Ir Hanidachat. I quote Deuteronomy chapter 13, verses 15 through 17. If it is true, the fact is established that abhorrent thing was perpetrated in your midst, put the inhabitants of that town to the sword and put its cattle to the sword. Doom it and all that is in it to destruction. Gather all its spoil into the open square and burn the town and all its spoil as a holocaust to the Lord your God. And it shall remain an everlasting ruin never to be rebuilt. End quote. I want to point out that the verse states perpetrated in your midst. We aren't talking about a non-Jewish town, rather a Jewish city. Now I ask, is this the way to deal with a subgroup of people who are within or adjacent to your community who disagree with you? Even if that matter is so contrary, maybe dangerous to your personal belief system? Thankfully, the rabbis of the Mishnah and Talmud also struggled with giving such a harsh punishment for the condemned city. The Talmud, Sanhedrin 112a, cites a statement by Rabbi Yishmael saying that if the city has no square, it does not become an idolatrous city. The Torah states that the city spoils must be burned in the open square. Therefore, a city without a square is not eligible to receive the harsh punishment of the Ir Hanidachat. In Sanhedrin 71a, Rabbi Eliezer says a city with even one mezuzah cannot be considered an Ir Hanidachat. Since it seems virtually impossible to meet these conditions in a Jewish city, the rabbis note that there has never been an Irhani Dachat and there will never be one in the future. I wanted to bring this issue today because it is much easier to cut those with whom we disagree out of the conversation completely instead of engaging with the individuals and learning about which experiences help to form their opinions and lifestyles. For example, let's take the case of the city without a square, a public place designated for gatherings and markets. A city lacking this crucial resource might point to larger structural and societal problems which reinforce the feelings which the residents have against the establishment who holds the power. It can feel very righteous and powerful to call someone out for holding a belief contrary to your values, but I think the rabbis seem to be advocating against this type of swift vigilante justice 
and consider the circumstances of those with whom we disagree. The case of the city with one mezuzah teaches us that perhaps a city or a person shouldn't be judged only by their bad moments. The mezuzah in the city is a sign that it, is, it has not completely degenerated on a moral level. There is still good and hope in this place that feels so alien and evil. There must be a legitimate opportunity for the citizens to perform teshuvah, repentance. They must be given the chance to rejoin the community as full members and receive all the rights and privileges that everyone else enjoys. Furthermore, the leaders of the society must accept responsibility for and address the larger issues which caused these people to stray from the path in the first place. If anything, I think that the rabbi's exegesis on the Ir Hanidachat challenges us to call people in, share personal experiences as a community, create structures which prevent people and communities from falling through the cracks, and most importantly, give everyone the chance and space to perform Teshuvah. Shabbat Shalom. Shalom, and thank you for tuning in to Kol Baramah. If you're looking for more information about Camp Ramah overnight and day camps, Israel programs, year-round events, and virtual offerings, please visit our website at www.campramah.org. Thank mm-hmm. you.